Welcome to Park Bench Interviews, hosted by Randy Goodman, Harvey Callis Real Estate, your real estate professional. Get to know our community, our businesses, products, and services that will elevate your life. Please welcome your hostess, Randy Goodman. Everybody, it's Randy Goodman here from Harvey Callis Real Estate, and I am super excited to be interviewing John Himmelfarb, who is the COO of Innovative Growers Canada. I can't wait to hear all about that. Thanks for being with me. My pleasure. Innovative Growers Equipment Canada. Equipment Canada. Okay, there you go. So tell us a little bit about that business. Uh, Innovative Growers Equipment is um, a company that specializes in designing and equipping um, a lot of indoor farming, a lot of urban farming, vertical growing, uh, which seems to be growing in popularity quite exponentially, especially over the last couple of weeks. A lot of more interest is uh, generating about that. Um, and we do a lot of work within the cannabis space, uh, quite a bit of work. So what would you supply specifically? if you're able to share? Everything except the organic material, meaning uh, if we're designing and equipping a cannabis space, the only thing we don't provide or really touch is the actual plant itself. So for an indoor um, agricultural space, you would generally have fans, heaters, dehumidifiers, um, benches or racking to grow on, soils, nutrients, um, eaters, it just goes on and on. CO2 supplementation, ozone supplementation, control systems, robotics. And is there any outdoor equipment that you sell? Not specifically. Um, that's a very mature industry, the outdoor agriculture industry, although there is a lot of um, uh, cannabis now that's being grown outdoors. Uh, Health Canada brought that in about a year, year and a half ago. So um, we do supply nutrients in some um, Generally not our space. I mean, outdoor, you have everything you need. You have sunlight, of natural conditions, you have soil, um, so nutrients and a few other items, but no, generally indoor. Okay, perfect. And is this something that you, uh, were you always into agriculture or what's a little bit of history of where it was? <laughs> so I, I come under the marketing and promotions background. What's really interesting about the cannabis space is nobody is from the cannabis space. So everybody has a prior um, career, almost, that they've either segued into the cannabis space or modified. My, personally, my career, um, my background's in marketing and promotions. I worked in a, uh, a marketing, direct marketing company for 25 years. Wow. And from there into the cannabis space, uh, when 2015, when Trudeau was um, elected, uh, we had originally looked at the medical um, space. Uh, doing patient acquisition and once recreational was announced everything kind of just opened up for everybody so we segued more into just general supplies for uh, a lot of cannabis yeah 90 some odd percent of them wow that's awesome so is it more local or where's your target right across canada um, we do a little bit of work within the u.s but generally we equip right from newfoundland all the way out to bc and up into the territories as well. Not much activity there, but we have a couple clients. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. So do you mm -hmm. have to do a lot of traveling for this business? Excuse me, no, um, not not necessarily. Uh, it's not like the old days. Everybody's much more accustomed to working over telephone. Um, I don't do necessarily the sales portion of it directly with the clients. I have others who do that. Um, so I'm on the back end. I'm on the back end. 
can you tell us a little bit about the types of clients that you would have like the size of the clients or whatnot just so that the people out there if they're thinking about uh, jumping into this business sure. or getting product from you that uh, we would know exactly who that target audience is well that's a very interesting question in the sense that there is no specific um, consumer that's that fits the prototype we equip everybody from your small medicinal grower um, or just somebody who wants to grow their four plants that they're legally allowed to grow and we would sell them uh, we have a little kit it's a tent uh, that goes indoors so we would sell that and we take it right up to million square foot greenhouses or million square foot indoor growing facility wow so it's the same equipment um scaled up or down depending on what their needs are and then there's different criteria whether you're growing hemp for cbd or whether you're growing uh, what we term as flour or thc for the recreational market um so there's many different ways uh our, our, our real forte is, and something we discovered, especially at a lot of these trade shows that we attend where people would come and sit down and they go, I'm so confused. I spoke to 10 different light guys. They all say they're the best. 10 different heating manufacturers. They said they're the best. I don't know where to turn. And we realized there's a real niche in the um, cannabis space specifically for somebody to take the whole concept. So rather than trying to sell them, here's some lights or try to sell them here at some heaters. What we do is we look at a, what do you want to accomplish today? And where do you want to scale it in five years? And where would you like to be in 10 years? So we keep an eye on that. And by designing everything with an eye on scalability at the very beginning, um, we can make sure that a, we're providing the right solutions for what the client's looking for, but B, that we're also making sure that the equipment that we do recommend integrate seamlessly with all of the equipment so that everything will work together. Um, automations become a really large factor within the agricultural space. Right. Whether it's simple conveyor belts or plant automation or all the way up to robotics, um, not so much in North America, because it's still very much in its infancy, but if you were to travel to some of the, uh, for example, a tulip greenhouse mm -hmm. in Amsterdam, uh, you can run a million square feet probably with 10 to 15 people because you have robots running everywhere and doing the bulk of the heavy lifting and the bulk of the work. Wow. So again, I'm sorry, it's not a standard pat answer. Uh, there's so many different types of equipment. You know, are you going LED? Are you going... Um, high pressure sodium lighting or do you want UV in your lights? And there's been so many rapid advancements within the technology itself. Uh, for example, everybody's used to the concept if you're growing a cannabis plant or if you're growing a tomato plant, you might want to start with seed. Seed's great, but you have no, um, have no control over the final outcome. And when you're dealing with a medicinal market, um, and again, I'm going to ramble a little bit, but I can tell within two minutes of walking into a facility, you know, are they treating this? Yes, you're growing cannabis, but are you treating it like you're producing um, antibiotics or you're producing any pharmaceutical um, facility? You know, are we required to generally when you go into a facility, you're and again, it's funny with the masks and the gloves that are no more prevalent everywhere, but you're in a Tyvek suit, one of what I call the sauna suit because of the plastic suit, you have booties, you have a beard net, you have a face mask, you have a hair net, you have gloves, we're covered head to toe. And it's those individuals and those companies that are treating this as we're producing penicillin, 
right. you know, it's cannabis, but if they're going to look at it, we're, we're, we're producing any pharmaceutical um, property that has to meet these requirements. And um, I went a little bit backwards, but when I talk about, you know, going back to the seed from the tomato, where I personally see the industry going is tissue, culture, tissue cultures and genetics. So it's becoming very complicated. Nobody's growing from seeds anymore. They're taking a sampling, uh, doing a genetic sampling from a plant, replicating it. And by doing that, you're able to nail down the consistency so that a patient who's used to treating their symptom with brand X cannabis knows that the cannabis that they're buying in May is going to be the exact same potency and therapeutic effect they buy it in December, wow. which you're wow. not going to get for necessarily from a seed. Too many variables. Right. Sorry, long answer to a short question. No, that's awesome. And I think that's incredible information for people who really want to understand, especially for people who don't understand the medicinal end of it, right? Uh, and you're taking a holistic approach to this, which I love because you're not just looking at one little piece of it, but you're looking at the entire picture of what someone wants to accomplish or, or an organization wants to accomplish with it. And you're saying, okay, you know, it's not just, okay, here's the light, but this is what uh, you need, right? And, yeah, and, and, and personally, I'm a huge proponent of the medicinal benefits. Um, <laughs> excuse me, even though every day they're discovering new uh, therapies and new afflictions that it may be applicable to, to help treat, um, but my 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 start my real motivation for the cannabis industry was I watched an interview with a gentleman. Um, it's on YouTube. His name is Neil Balot. He um, he uh, big cannabis advocate. But when he tells his personal story, and he was living in BC, uh, British Columbia, living that coach lifestyle. He's mountain biking, he's skiing, he's kayaking, he's loving everything. And he came down with a neurological disease. Mm. And he, he says, a year later, I was sitting in my diaper, in my wheelchair, trying to figure out how am I going to kill myself without hurting oh. my family badly? And somebody suggested try medicinal cannabis. Mm -hmm. Jump ahead a year, he's biking, he's swimming, he's kayaking, yeah, everything was able to be treated. And the, um, the realization that this plant that's been there forever and outlawed and um, shunned and um, you know the social stereotypes and the taboos and so forth of the slack owner and so forth just had this very negative image all the way through and then all of a sudden you hear this story of somebody who literally was telling you i'm, I'm going to kill myself i can't live like this smoked a little bit of a plant and right. it changed their lives wow. so it's it's almost miraculous and there's there's certainly no shortage of anecdotal evidence if you look on YouTube of Parkinson's patients and um, MS patients, and you can see them where they're trying to drink a glass of water or trying to get themselves dressed and they simply cannot. And then they have a smoke and 10 minutes later, those symptoms are gone wow. and they're regaining their quality of life and they're, they've regained some semblance of what we term as normalcy all through a plant that can grow yourself you can have it, in incredible. Your, have it in your backyard so yeah. to me that's an incredible advancement um and who knows where the research is going to take us who knows what cures or what conditions will, they'll find that they can treat wow like, it's, it's amazing and it's amazing how it was shunned like you said for so long and people have been criminally charged and incarcerated for you know even just having small amounts and mm -hmm. the the change now and, and the effects and how you guys can 
and you, well, you not you because you're not growing, but you know the effects of the product can just literally change people's lives. Like this story you just told us, that's phenomenal. Lives. It, yeah. It's 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 incredible, and uh, there's a very famous um, CBD brand called Charlotte's Web that's named after the patient herself, Charlotte. And you may know the story. The patient, the um, the parents were desperate to help their child um, who was suffering hundreds of seizures daily. And again, with CBD, um, ingesting it through oil. Um, nobody wants to tell a child to smoke. Um, there's many different methods of vaping or ingesting or so forth. And, you know, all of a sudden, this, this, this poor child who couldn't really play or live any semblance of a normal child's life regained everything. Right. And it's, it's, a, it's almost a miracle story. I can imagine, you know, I'm a parent, so I can imagine seeking desperately to to help your child and failing and failing and encountering roadblocks and legalities. And in fact, they had to move from Florida to Colorado because they were not able to legally buy medicine for their child and treat their right. child in the state of Florida. So it's rather gratifying to see um, so many of the states now and... Uh, actually happening worldwide but especially in the states where so many of the states now have not only allowed the medicinal cannabis and the recreational cannabis and they brought that in as well and i have you know i see for my own children i have teenage boys um i would so much rather you know that they smoke a little bit of cannabis and you know eat a bag of cookies and go to bed than have a few drinks and then the mayhem and the silliness right it's 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 such a disparity in the end results. And I'm not pushing. I'm not a big you know cannabis. I'm not saying you need to do this and you need to do this. But deaths, no addiction. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets beat up. Um, right. you know, it's just so much silliness that evolves from the alcohol. And, right. Uh, yeah. So. I hear you. It's it's nice to see that. Uh, public mind shift the public's perception is shifting and it's interesting because when i go to cannabis shows we work a lot of these trade shows um thinking particularly there's a a, a group of guns actually who are big in the cannabis space they grow and they provide it medicinally and you know you're at these shows with executives and you know it's it's transferred from the basement to the boardroom and um just some of the people who are in the industry are uh fascinating people who are not only after the dollar, they're actually looking to help people. And they realize that they're bringing relief and um, symptom alleviation to the population through growing their plants. Amazing, hey? It's just amazing. So do you have any tips or suggestions for people, whatever topic you wanna share with? I, I <clears throat> I'll say this, um, there is still a lot of barriers to people being able to medicate themselves effectively. And, uh, you know, I remember with um, my personal experience with some senior citizens, you know, you would see them maybe taking 10 to 15 pills a few times daily. And when you ask them, you say, well, why are you taking so many pills? Well, they say, well, they prescribed me something for my high blood pressure that made me nauseous. So they gave me something for the nausea, but then that gave me a headache. So they gave me something for the headache. And then now I have a headache. So the, the symptoms and the side effects are constantly being treated. Right. Um, the expense, the toxicity, um, 
there's so many negative factors that um, are applicable to the big pharma industry and ingesting um, um, synthetic chemicals and so forth. What I was, where I'm kind of going with this is, you know, perhaps if you are suffering from arthritis or um, MS or a host of mental conditions, whether it's anxiety, insomnia, um, there's so many um, benefits that can be achieved for many, many people, not necessarily everybody, but what, where I'm going with this is it's not the stoner slacker, that image of cannabis as destructive or a gateway drug is a fallacy. It's not real. And if you are suffering from some of these conditions, I would urge everybody to open your mind and try. Um, you don't have to smoke. There's many variations of it. You can ingest it. You can uh, vape it. Um, CBD, which is the one that has the majority of the medicinal properties, uh, there's no psychoactive elements whatsoever. You're not going to get high. You're not going to feel anything except maybe relief for some of these symptoms. And I believe, and I know a lot of people, because people tell me all, oh, you know, my mom's suffering from this and I keep telling her, try this, try it, but she won't because of the image that she carries of cannabis. Yeah. And I would just encourage people to open your minds and, and seek relief in alternate sources. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And so okay. if people want to get a hold of you, whether they want more information or to do business with you, how can they do that? You can visit our website at igecanada.ca, IGE for Innovative Growers Equipment. And uh, we list all the equipment and all the contact information there. And there's contact forms there. And quite often, uh, I speak to people who um, are suffering from an ailment and would like to find out more about growing their own cannabis. Happy to help those people. And then again, commercial end of it. So. Um, we try to uh, not necessarily be everything to everybody, but we do try to help share the knowledge and the experience that we gained over the uh, last six years since we entered the Canada. Love it. Thank you so much for being on with me and for sharing. It was incredible. My pleasure. I hope, um, I hope to hear from some patients who are seeking some, some form of relief. Um, again, coming back to the medicinal aspect, it still surprises me almost daily. And even where they're taking again a little bit off topic but there um there's been a lot of research uh, recently in the news about microdosing of psilocybin which is the active chemical in mushrooms as well as lsd and they're finding great benefits um from microdosing again nobody feels anything you're not getting high you're not you know you're not visualizing you're not seeing things but they're making tremendous strides with that as well so again all these substances that were banned and shunned and taboo open your mind a little bit and look at some of the other areas they're starting to realize wow we can really help people with anxiety or actually depression um microdosing right. lsd has been extremely effective in treating depression right and of course all that's being controlled by a physician or somebody Always. who's yes <laughs> just Always. to add that in so you guys yes. don't up there don't go trying micro no, don't self-medicate <laughs> don't self-medicate you're not going to be happy. <laughs> okay perfect well thank you so much again just mention your website one more time for us yep ige for innovative grower equipment canada so igecanada.ca perfect thank you again for being on with me my pleasure
Everybody, it's Randy Goodman here from Harvey Callis Real Estate, and I am super excited to be interviewing John Himmelfarb, who is the COO of Innovative Growers Canada. I can't wait to hear all about that. Thanks for being with me. My pleasure. Innovative Growers Equipment Canada. Equipment Canada. Okay, there you go. So tell us a little bit about that business. Uh, Innovative Growers Equipment is um, a company that specializes in designing and equipping um, a lot of indoor farming, a lot of urban farming, vertical growing, uh, which seems to be growing in popularity quite exponentially, especially over the last couple of weeks. A lot of more interest is uh, generating about that. Um, and we do a lot of work within the cannabis space, uh, quite a bit of work. So what would you supply specifically? if you're able to share everything except the organic material meaning uh if we're designing and equipping a cannabis space the only thing we don't provide or really touch is the actual plant itself so for an indoor um agricultural space you would generally have fans heaters dehumidifiers um benches or racking to grow on soils nutrients um eaters, it just goes on and on. CO2 supplementation, ozone supplementation, roll systems, robotics. And is there any outdoor equipment that you sell? Not specifically. Um, that's a very mature industry, the outdoor agriculture industry, although there is a lot of um, uh, cannabis now that's being grown outdoors. Uh, Health Canada brought that in about a year, year and a half ago. So um, we do supply nutrients and some um, Generally not our space. I mean, outdoor, you have everything you need. You have sunlight, you have natural conditions, you have soil, um, so nutrients and a few other items, but no, generally indoor. Okay, perfect. And is this something that you, uh, were you always into agriculture or what's a little bit of history of where I come it was? <laughs> so I, I come under the marketing and promotions background. What's really interesting about the cannabis space is nobody is from the cannabis space. So everybody has a prior um, career, almost, that they've either segued into the cannabis space or modified. My Personally, my career, um, my background's in marketing and promotions. I worked in a, uh, a marketing, direct marketing company for 25 years. Wow. And from there into the cannabis space, uh, when 2015, when Trudeau was um, elected, uh, we had originally looked at the medical um, space. Uh, doing patient acquisition and once recreational was announced everything kind of just opened up for everybody so we segued more into just general supplies for uh, a lot of cannabis yeah 90 some odd percent of them wow that's awesome so is it more local or where's your target right across canada um, we do a little bit of work within the u.s but generally we equip right from newfoundland all the way out to bc and up into the territories as well. Not much activity there, but we have a couple clients. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. So do you mm -hmm. have to do a lot of traveling for this business? Excuse me, no, um, not not necessarily. Uh, it's not like the old days. Everybody's much more accustomed to working over telephone. Um, I don't do necessarily the sales portion of it directly with the clients. I have others who do that. Um, so I'm on the back end. I'm on the back. Can you tell us a little bit about the types of clients that you would have, like the size of the clients or whatnot, just so that the people out there, if they're thinking about uh, jumping into this business sure. or getting product from you, that uh, 
we would know exactly who that target audience is? Well, that's a very interesting question in the sense that there is no specific um, consumer that's that fits the prototype. We equip everybody from your small medicinal grower um, or just somebody who wants to grow their four plants that they're legally allowed to grow. And we would sell them, uh, we have a little kit, it's a tent uh, that goes indoors. So we would sell that and we take it right up to million square foot greenhouses or million square foot indoor growing facility. Wow. So it's the same equipment, um, scaled up or down depending on what their needs are. And then there's different criteria, whether you're growing hemp for CBD or whether you're growing uh, what we term as flour or THC for the recreational market. Um, so there's many different ways. Uh, our, our, our real forte is, and something we discovered, especially at a lot of these trade shows that we attend where people would come and sit down and they go, I'm so confused. I spoke to 10 different light guys. They all say they're the best. 10 different heating manufacturers. They said they're the best. I don't know where to turn. And we realized there's a real niche in the um, cannabis space specifically for somebody to take the whole concept so rather than trying to sell them, here's some lights or try to sell them, here's some heaters. What we do is we look at a, what do you want to accomplish today? And where do you want to scale it in five years? And where would you like to be in 10 years? So we keep an eye on that. And by designing everything with an eye on scalability at the very beginning, um, we can make sure that a, we're providing the right solutions for what the client's looking for, but B, that we're also making sure that the equipment that we do recommend integrate seamlessly with all of the equipment so that everything will work together. Um, automations become a really large factor within the agricultural space, right. whether it's simple conveyor belts or plant automation or all the way up to robotics. Um, not so much in North America, because it's still very much in its infancy, but if you were to travel to some of the, uh, for example, a tulip greenhouse mm -hmm. in Amsterdam, uh, you can run a million square feet probably with 10 to 15 people because you have robots running everywhere and doing the bulk of the heavy lifting and the bulk of the work. Wow. Well, again, I'm sorry, it's not a standard pat answer. Uh, there's so many different types of equipment. You know, are you going LED? Are you going, um, High pressure sodium lighting or do you want uv in your lights and there's been so many rapid advancements within the technology itself uh, for example everybody's used to the concept if you're growing a cannabis plant or if you're growing a tomato plant you might want to start with seed seed's great but you have no um have no control over the final outcome and when you're dealing with the medicinal market um, and again, I'm going to ramble a little bit, but I can tell within two minutes of walking into a facility, you know, are they treating this? Yes, you're growing cannabis, but are you treating it like you're producing um, antibiotics or you're producing any pharmaceutical um, facility? You know, are we required to generally when you go into a facility, you're, and again, it's funny with the masks and the gloves that are no more prevalent everywhere, but you're in a Tyvek suit, one of what I call the sauna suit because of the plastic suit, you have booties, you have a beard net, you have a face mask, you have a hair net, you have gloves, we're covered head to toe. And it's those individuals and those companies that are treating this as we're producing penicillin, right. you know, it's cannabis, right. but if they're gonna look at it, it's, we're, we're producing any pharmaceutical um, property that has to meet these requirements. And um, I went a little bit backwards, but when I talk about, you know, going back to the seed from the tomato, where I personally see the industry going is tissue, culture, tissue cultures and genetics. So it's becoming very complicated. Nobody's growing from seeds anymore. 
they're taking a sampling, uh, doing a genetic sampling from a plant, replicating it, and by doing that, you're able to nail down the consistency so that a patient who's used to treating their symptom with brand X cannabis knows that the cannabis that they're buying in May is going to be the exact same potency and therapeutic effect they buy it in December, wow. which you're wow. not going to get for necessarily from a seed. Too many variables. Right. Sorry, long answer to a short question. No, that's awesome. And I think that's incredible information for people who really want to understand, especially for people who don't understand the medicinal end of it, right? Uh, and you're taking a holistic approach to this, which I love because you're not just looking at one little piece of it, but you're looking at the entire picture of what someone wants to accomplish or, or an organization wants to accomplish with it. And you're saying, okay, you know, it's not just, okay, here's the light, but this is what uh, you need, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and personally, I'm a huge proponent of the medicinal benefits. Um, <laughs> excuse me, even though every day they're discovering new uh, therapies and new afflictions that it may be applicable to, to help treat. Um, but my, my, my start, my real motivation for the cannabis industry was I watched an interview with a gentleman. Um, it's on YouTube. His name is Neil Balot. He, um, he, uh, big cannabis advocate, but when he tells his personal story and he was living in BC, uh, British Columbia, living that coach lifestyle, he's mountain biking, he's skiing, he's kayaking, he's loving everything. And he came down with a neurological disease. Mm. And he, he says, a year later, I was sitting in my diaper in my wheelchair, trying to figure out how am I going to kill myself without hurting oh. my family badly. And somebody suggested try medicinal cannabis. Mm -hmm. Jump ahead a year, he's biking, he's swimming, he's kayaking, yeah. everything was able to be treated. And the, um, the realization that this plant that's been there forever, and outlawed and um, shunned and, um, you know, the social stereotypes and the taboos and so forth of the slack owner and so forth, just had this very negative image all the way through. And then all of a sudden, you hear this story of somebody who literally was telling you, I'm, I'm going to kill myself. I can't live like this. Smoked a little bit of a plant and right. changed their lives. Wow. So it's, it's almost miraculous. And there's, there's certainly no shortage of anecdotal evidence if you look on YouTube of Parkinson's patients and um, MS patients. And you can see them where they're trying to drink a glass of water or trying to get themselves dressed and they simply cannot. And then they have a smoke and 10 minutes later, those symptoms are gone. Wow. And they're regaining their quality of life. And they're, they've regained some semblance of what we term as normalcy all through a plant that you can grow yourself. You can have it, incredible. Your, have it in your backyard. So yeah. to me, that's an incredible advancement. Um, and who knows where the research is going to take us? Who knows what cures or what conditions will they'll find that they can treat. Wow. Like, it's, it's amazing. And it's amazing how it was shunned, like you said, for so long and people have been criminally charged and incarcerated for, you know, even just having small amounts and mm -hmm. the, the change now and, and the effects and how you guys can, well, you, not you, cause you're not growing, but you know, the effects of the product can just, literally change people's lives like this story you just told us that's phenomenal it, yeah. it's 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 incredible and uh there's a very famous um cbd brand called charlotte's web that's named after the patient herself charlotte 
and you may know the story, the, patient, the, um, the parents were desperate to help their child um, who was suffering hundreds of seizures daily. And again, with CBD, um, ingesting it through oil. Um, nobody wants to tell a child to smoke. Um, there's many different methods of vaping or ingesting or so forth. And, you know, all of a sudden, this, this, this poor child who couldn't really play or live any semblance of a normal child's life regained everything. Right. And it's, it's, a, it's almost a miracle story. I can imagine, you know, I'm a parent, so I can imagine seeking desperately to, to help your child and failing and failing and encountering roadblocks and legalities. And in fact, they had to move from Florida to Colorado because they were not able to legally buy medicine for their child and treat their right. child in the state of Florida. So it's rather gratifying to see um, so many of the states now and uh, it's actually happening worldwide, but especially in the states where so many of the states now have not only allowed the medicinal cannabis and the recreational cannabis, and they brought that in as well. And I have, you know, I see from my own children, I have teenage boys. Um, I would so much rather, you know, that they smoke a little bit of cannabis and, you know, eat a bag of cookies and go to bed, than have a few drinks and then the mayhem and the silliness. Right. And it's, 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 it's such a disparity in, the end results. And I'm not pushing, I'm not a big, you know, cannabis, I'm not saying you need to do this and you need to do this, but deaths, no addiction, nobody gets hurt, nobody gets beat up. Um, right. you know, it's just so much silliness that evolves from the alcohol. Right. And uh, yeah, so. I hear you. It's, it's nice to see that uh, the public mind shift, the public's perception is shifting. And it's interesting because when I go to cannabis shows, we work a lot of these trade shows, um, thinking particularly there's a, a, a group of nuns actually who are big in the cannabis space. They grow and they provide it medicinally. And, you know, you're at these shows with the executives and, you know, it's, it's transferred from the basement to the boardroom. And um, just some of the people who are in the industry are uh, fascinating people who are not only after the dollar, they're actually looking to help people. And they realize that they're bringing relief and um, symptom alleviation to the population through growing their plants. Amazing, right? It's just amazing. So do you have any tips or suggestions for people, whatever topic you want to share with? I, I, I'll say this. Um, there is still a lot of barriers to people being able to medicate themselves effectively. And, uh, you know, I remember with um, my personal experience with some senior citizens, you know, you would see them maybe taking 10 to 15 pills a few times daily. And when you ask them, you say, well, why are you taking so many pills? Well, they say, well, they prescribed me something for my high blood pressure, but that made me nauseous. So they gave me something for the nausea, but then that gave me a headache. So they gave me something for the headache. And then now I have headache. So the, the symptoms and the side effects are constantly being treated. Right. Um, the expense, the toxicity. Um, there's so many negative factors that um, are applicable to the big pharma industry and ingesting um, um, synthetic chemicals and so forth. What I was, where I'm kind of going with this is, you know, perhaps if you are suffering from arthritis or um, MS or a host of mental conditions, whether it's anxiety, insomnia, um, there's so many 
um, benefits that can be achieved for many, many people, not necessarily everybody, but what, where I'm going with this is it's not the stoner slacker, that image of cannabis as destructive or a gateway drug is a fallacy. It's not real. And if you are suffering from some of these conditions, I would encourage everybody to open your mind and try. Um, you don't have to smoke. There's many variations of it. You can ingest it. You can um, vape it. Um, CBD, which is the one that has the majority of the medicinal properties, uh, there's no psychoactive elements whatsoever. You're not going to get high. You're not going to feel anything except maybe relief for some of these symptoms. And I believe, and I know a lot of people, because people tell me all, you know, my mom's suffering from this, and I keep telling her, try this, try it, but she won't because of the image that she carries of cannabis. Yeah. And I would just encourage people to open your minds and, and seek relief in alternate sources. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And so if people want to get a hold of you, whether they want more information or to do business with you, how can they do that? You can visit our website at igecanada.ca, IGE for Innovative Growers Equipment. And uh, we list all the equipment and all the contact information there. And there's contact forms there. And quite often, I speak to people who um, are suffering from an ailment and would like to find out more about growing their own cannabis, happy to help those people. And then again, commercial end of it. So um, we try to uh, not necessarily be everything to everybody, but we do try to help share the knowledge and the experience that we gained over the uh, last six years since we entered the cannabis. Love it. Thank you so much for being on with me and for sharing. It was incredible. My pleasure. I hope, um, I hope to hear from some patients who, are seeking some some form of relief. Um, again, coming back to the medicinal aspect, it still surprises me almost daily. And even where they're taking, again, a little bit off topic, but there, um, there's been a lot of research uh, recently in the news about microdosing of psilocybin, which is the active chemical in mushrooms, as well as LSD. And they're finding great benefits um, from microdosing. Again, nobody feels anything. You're not getting high. You're not. You know, you're not visualizing, you're not seeing things, but they're making tremendous strides with that as well. So again, all these substances that were banned and shunned and taboo, open your mind a little bit and look at some of the other areas. They're starting to realize, wow, we can really help people with anxiety or actually depression. Um, microdosing right. of LSD has been extremely effective in treating depression. Right. And of course, all that's being controlled by a physician or somebody Always. who's, yes, <laughs> just Always. to add that in. So you guys yes. don't up there, don't go trying my no, Don't self-medicate. <laughs> don't self-medicate. You're not going to be happy. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. Again, just mention your website one more time for us. Yep, IGE for Innovative Grower Equipment Canada. So IGECanada.ca. Perfect. Thank you again for being on with me. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this interview hosted by Randy Goodman. We hope you will take action and connect with the incredible business people and leaders in our community. And remember, Randy is always here to answer any questions you have regarding your real estate needs. Be sure to register on the website and stay up to date on what's happening in your area at parkbench.com slash millpond.